We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hell. Finally, this week, we are talking pro wrestling. We had great shows, though, earlier in the week. Knocked out an MMA show, boxing show. Adrian Broner stopped by at the end to chop it up before his fight. But today is all about pro wrestling. I missed last week's show. Producer Cole, baby, holding it down for me, though. It was great. Loved you guys. It was cool to like. You listen to our shows when I do. I don't listen. I'm not supposed to. Listen I have to never show. listened to an entire show that we. That's so weird. Not even close. But you listen to other podcasts. Yes. You just I know what the fuck I talked about. No, I don't. Actually, I don't. I never no. remember shit. <laughs> when you all be in the group chat, be like, "Yo, that was funny when you said or that says this," and I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember anything that we do on this show." So yeah, I don't, at all. You take off the headphones and it's gone. It's out. It's erased. Delete the Men in Black shit. I don't remember nothing. So I. I have no desire to ever listen to what we did. Ever. That's so weird. Well, thankfully, everyone here is listening to what we do every week. So we appreciate it. Sure, don't be like me. All of you. We'll all, no of, all of you. But no, yeah, it was a good show. And excited to be back. We went to Double or Nothing. Uh, WWE had their show as well. And Saudi, you guys did great coverage of all that. We're just going to pick it up from this week. Because we don't got to rehash all that just because I was gone. This week, both companies are now going in and preparing for the next big pay-per-views. And we're starting to see the roadblocks going to Money in the Bank and the WWE and Forbidden Door and AEW. I'm going to start with AEW. One, because I watched that most recently. It just happened on Wednesday. It's fresher in my mind. Then we'll go through WWE in the second half of the show. Mix in a little NXT there because they've also moved oh, the stories right along. The oh, they're they, figuring like, it out. I'm like, I can watch this now. Yeah. It's watchable. Yeah. Uh, there's one complaint people have that we'll touch on with NXT. I'll figure out. And yeah, we'll get to that when we start the WWE segment. But in AEW, I really, really like the the structure so far of Forbidden Door. Oh, yeah. And it's weird because they struggled for months building their own storyline, building stars within the company. And then now it seems like 
yo, you know how to do it because you're doing it with people who aren't in your company. Yeah. And you're building it well in a very short timeline. Usually you have two and a half months. You have a month and you're doing what fans want you to do up and down the card. And I, I thought the Danielson challenge was done phenomenally. I love that package. Him just being in a desert, that got me hype instantly. I watched it live. Well, not live. I watched. I woke up and watched Dominion uh, Sunday morning. I watched half of it, and I fell asleep. And I watched, <laughs> watched the other half. And when I saw Dan, because he filmed it out here at Red Rock. Yeah, it looked like it was out here, right? He filmed okay. it in Vegas at Red Rock. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, he's in Red Rock. And I was like, he's in the backyard. <laughs> he's challenging Okada. Like, Danielson is living out his best life right now. Like, he was, for those who watched the post-fight, post-double-nothing press conference, he had like the best, like he was very, he talked to everybody. I asked him questions about, you know, putting people over, which is funny because he like put over Roosh the most. Yeah. And I was like, that, I didn't expect that. But he liked the intensity of Roosh and he likes putting over people. He likes wrestling these dream matches. Then a week later, he's like, I'm challenging Okada. Yep. Like he's done. Think, I think about it like this. There's, there, I've seen people say the goofs on the other side was like, why do you leave WWE? Well, you know, you've been making the same hamburgers for like a decade, right? And now you get to go to this company that allows you to not just work within the company, but lets you work outside of the company. He would have never got to wrestle Okada no. in WWE. Now he's getting a chance to wrestle Kazuska Okada, the Rainmaker at Forbidden Door. And you know he doesn't care if he loses. No. You don't give a shit. He just wants to work that match. You name the top five wrestlers in the world, and it could be completely opinionated. Whatever yeah. your top five is, taking him out of it, of course. You name the other top five wrestlers in the world, he's wrestled them. Yes. No matter what your opinion is, you're not going to fill out your top five currently and find someone he hasn't been in the ring with. No one else can say that. Jericho? Yeah, I mean, the only Maybe? people the only people that Danielson hasn't wrestled, and I should have asked him this in the press, and he would have answered it too. I'm sure he looks back at WWE and was like, damn, I wish I could have got a chance to work. Yeah, but... That's the probably one that he sits tough. there and goes, eh, he wasn't there when I was there. Yeah. Like he was still in NXT, it would have been great to work him. Other than that, he's worked everybody. Yep. So now you get Okada. Jesus, that's an amazing match. I was, I was kind of surprised to see Osprey and Omega oh, I doing was. the rematch. You called this a long time yeah, ago. I said it was gonna happen. But with like the storylines in AEW and where Okada is, and and Osprey is in a full negotiation <laughs> publicly with New Japan, which is not a negotiation. He said he wants to stay. No, he's they, not going they just got to make it work. Yeah. Um, shout out to CVV. Chris Van Vliet, who just had Osprey on. And Osprey was like, yeah, I don't want to live in America. So uh, this, this is the place for me. Just got to make the dollars make sense. So him just coming here. And then now this seems like the second. And New Japan is great at this. This seems like the second installment of a trilogy between him and Omega. Where, okay, okay. Uh, Osprey won the first. No, Omega. no, Omega won the first at Wrestle Kingdom. Osprey should win this one. Yeah. And then we'll pay this off somewhere down the road. Probably Wembley. That, that is true. And it's just one of those stories that, that continues to build, continues to be great. So this card, as it's shaping up, just stacked. Moxley has his match. Dude, it's, they have done... Like, for all the complaints going into Double or Nothing, the build towards Double or Nothing, and Double or Nothing itself, which was a kind of a mid-pay-per-view. Yeah. They've went to this, like, full of fire. And it's just like, bruh, 
you you give me two matches and I don't need nothing else. I know. Like Okada and Danielson, Omega and Osprey, and then you'll fill out the card with whatever the fuck else you want to do. But even then the stories are making sense. Like they're making me care. Like I'm I'm in. I want to see Orange Cassidy works. Yep. Like I'm very curious how they book this. And here's my rationale behind it. This is why I think they've been able to book this well, is because the New Japan talent is on the other side of the country, the world, so they have no input on how the storylines go. So it's not two people trying to have input on this is how who how this should work. Here's the story. That's not true because their talent did the press conference. No, but I'm saying that there's nobody calling Tony Khan. It was like I don't want to say that. I want to say this. Yeah. There's not two. They're not bumping heads on who should go over. It's let us build the story. You guys stay over there. We'll you know we use press conference. We'll use very simple things to tell these stories. And it's not overly complicated. Yeah. You know, Danielson was like, all right, you guys are doing, which is funny because Cesaro was flight and they kind of talked through, through the broadcast on Dominion. They was like, we don't know if Cesaro's going to make it because the flight got <laughs> yeah. delayed. So they pushed the match back to the end of the card. Yep. But then you still had Danielson show up. Okada accepts the challenge. Danielson's on commentary. They do the, uh, the trios match with chaos. Very simple storytelling. Yep. Very easy. Omega and Osprey. Really simple. Osprey beats Lance Archer. Gets a rematch for the U.S. title. That's all you need. Easy. I don't need I don't need y'all cutting promos. I don't need <laughs> y'all doing goofy backstage shit. We know what we want. This was my my Dave Batista give me what I want moment. And I got both of them. Yeah, I like it. And then AEW still building their feuds alongside it. MJF, Adam Cole. Um It's a little weird. I'm I'm okay. MJF tried to explain why he's not wrestling in the forbidden door. Came across a little weird, but whatever. I'm okay. So I have Adam Cole coming out of the Jericho feud into the MJF feud, I hate it. I wish Adam Cole came out of a better feud. That wasn't great. I don't mind this feud at all. Yeah. But I just wish Adam Cole came in hotter than, because that, that Jericho feud sucked. Wasn't then, great. Then they did the mixed tag. I didn't care about that. And then when he appears with MJF, I was like, okay. But it's the same issue that I continue to have with MJF. It's, you're still kind of a baby face to these fans. You're not heinous enough. Even with Adam Cole across from you, people are still chanting your name. And for me, it feels like MJF is acknowledging this and he's not trying to be the biggest heel in the room. Like he's trying to be the cool heel to get some more laughs and boos. So when he was trying to cut down Adam Cole, I was like, hmm. When he talked about his body, I was yeah. like, dude, this Talk is about Vince. Yeah, like, like, no wonder Vince didn't see you as the top. Like, your, your baby face, you need to make your baby face look like a baby face. And even though Adam Cole being cast as a baby face is still fucking weird to me. And he's a much better heel. Nevertheless, MGF should be making Adam Cole, he should be elevating him rather than cutting him down. And like Adam Cole had to, you know, and this is where, you know, when you don't have scripted pro- promos, you can tell. Then it was like Adam Cole was like, well, fuck it. If he's going into business for himself, me I'm, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wellness policy. Yo! I was like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, just basically saying that Tony Khan ignores steroids in this company. Yes. It's not great. So this, while this feud will probably be good, Adam Cole will lose. That's so weird. Because you're not really heating up anyone to challenge MJF. I always thought Adam Cole would be the guy when they fenched eventually got there yeah. to take the belt off MJF. No. But Mm-mm. it's not helping MJF either as a heel. Well, it, nope. it'll help his credibility because they'll have a great match. Sure, but 
the company has great matches. Of course. It's one of those things where what was your title run? Because we look at the same thing. Hangman Page, he had the match with Danielson. Two of them. Yeah. Phenomenal. Bangers. And then the end of it was just like, he didn't have bad matches, but he just didn't have feuds towards the end of his title reign. Or just like, I, I can go without that one. It's not like a memorable what do title I say? reign. They don't have consistency with no. their booking. Like you the have only to, good one was Omega. Yeah, but you have to heat somebody up. And they're not, they haven't done, all right, perfect example. As we, we're going to bounce around this card. Ricky Starks is hot. Yes. He main events against Jay White. He loses because of cheating. It's the only way to bail them out because people have been like, what the fuck? If he would have lost clean. He's hot. He needs momentum, which means he needs to win a few matches and come out of a good feud. Everybody that ends up in the title picture, they have, they may win a match or they may come out of a decent feud. Nobody's like white hot going into something with MJF. And that's why I said I hated that Cole had to work the Jericho program because if Cole would have had a much better program with, I don't know, pick somebody. Let's say he beat Jay White. Yeah. And they had like a real hot feud and then Cole beats Jay White and then makes his intentions known as he wants the title. People would get behind that. That's, I'm not saying that's tough, but it's not something they do traditionally because they don't book multi-pay-per-view programs. I mean, yet. You, but you don't even have to. Just that, give me a feud. Yeah, but that's a good way to like have like a feud because the Jericho one was just like you're building and then you lose and then it's like off to the next and you split and it's it's one of those things where who are you building multiple pay per views in and it now but here's to the get that hot here's the problem. Orange Cassidy is the only one maybe but the problem is <clears throat> they only have like six pay per views a year yeah but they have the specials they have but that's what I'm saying you don't need to it doesn't need to be a pay-per-view just give me no, longer just, than, give me five weeks of a yes, good feud but they build shit to a special blow it off and then next thing you know you have that's another right. thing like they treat those specials bigger than they would be they would be they would actually be it would be it would be good for them to somewhat acknowledge record remember they used to do that and then they like wins and losses matter they don't anymore no right but if they somewhat, because they acknowledge with Orrin Cassidy, this motherfucker's won like 25 matches in a row yeah. since he's been champion. That's absurd. But that makes you believe, it's like, well, shit, he might be unbeatable. Yep. I mean, and, him and Swerve had a bit. And, but that's the thing about Orange Cassidy. They've been telling this really good story with Orange Cassidy because every match he comes back with a new bandage, wound, <laughs> and he continues to work. The hand's been, like, even in this match, when he tried to pull the tights with the, the hurt hand, he yep. went to the good hand. They've told a story without necessarily having a feud of Orange Cassidy's run as the international champion. And it's been fantastic. It's the best told story out of all the champions right now. 100%. But you got to do more for your other champions. Like MJF cutting down Adam Cole doesn't make me go, man, I can't wait to see this because we know. And aren't they doing the match next week? Is it already next week? I want to say they are. I can't remember. I, I, saw, oh, I thought I saw a graphic for the next Dynamite. You gotta, you have to. Is it a special announcement? Did Tony Khan put out a special, nah, a special announcement? announcement that was the CM Punk thing. Yeah. He's got a special announcement every week. Every but week. Your champions need momentum, uh, and they, they don't have it. Or your challengers need momentum. Like, I see a program happening that could be really good for the parties involved. And the way they've built it was smart, and it has to do with Swerve. Yep. They've had Orange Cassidy and Swerve. This is the second time. Uh, Swerve's crew beats down Orange Cassidy. Sting and Darby Allen come out. We're clearly going to Swerve and Darby Allen at some point. You would think, but then Keith Lee is also in the mix. They'll they'll get to that. 
But I'm saying, like, you can see they're slowly building this while the Keith Lee thing is hanging around. They're building something else. So by the time the Keith Lee thing ends, which I hope is soon because it's dragging on too long, they've already set up Swerve and probably Darby because they have history. Yeah. There's a lot of inside baseball things that happen at AEW because I think they're both from Seattle. Oh, shit. Swerve and, and Darby. Yeah. Like, there's history there between those two. And they could tell that story. It feels like that's what they're angling towards. That's smart booking. MJF and the Adam Cole thing, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yep. This guy returned. This guy should be in the title program, everyone says. It's like, why? MJF is here. Yeah, it's just, again, make me feel like someone is going to beat MJF. You haven't done that. And someone deserves to beat MJF. Because, say, CM Punk comes back, and after Adam Cole, CM Punk's the next feud. And that is all it, all out. Whatever one is in Chicago in September. So all it's all something. It's all, all Chicago. Something. Yes, the the one that is not overseas. Yeah, um, and CM Punk challenges MJF there. Then I'm like, CM Punk could win, but I'm not sure CM Punk deserves to win. Right? Like, I don't want that either. No, Make, but build someone up. I'm not. Yeah, it probably won't. But just build someone up where I could feel like they organically earn that, even if they don't. Because one thing out of the Cody Rhodes feud, and I thought that was built very well, and the Sami Zayn stuff with Roman is. People say what they want. Sammy probably should have beat Roman. Cool. That would have been a great story. Cody should have beat Roman. That would have been finishing the story. They didn't. But what it did do is make a lot of people hate Roman Reigns more. Yeah. So you just put exponential amount of heat on him. And it's like, yeah, he's the biggest heel in the world. And you're finding a way to not make him cool. He's cool. He's cool as hell. Women love him. He looks yeah. great. Guy's going to be a movie star. But you're finding ways continuously to put heat on him. Well, even better than that. Everybody that's feuded with Roman Reigns has come out better. Yeah. Think about this. Uh, Kevin Owens. Seth Rollins, even though he didn't even beat Seth, came out hotter. Yep. Sami Zayn. Now you could say, oh, he lost a little momentum. But no, Sami Zayn's still hot. Cody Rhodes. Hot. Hot. Jimmy and Jay. Hot. The only person who really didn't go anywhere was Finn Balor. And that was... No, that's not true. Because Judgment Day, Finn was nowhere. Well, he was I'm saying, dead to rights. But, but that was Royal Rumble. Finn didn't join Judgment Day until after WrestleMania. He was the only person that was, was like, like... two months. Yeah. Like four months. Yeah. And I think he got hurt in between there. Missed it. Came back and then jumped edge. And then, you know, Wait. that's... Like, that's circumstantial. But he did... Come out better. Because it was like, yo, we're ending the demon shit here. Which was stupid. And, well, the the mythical demon shit. Because now he just wears paint. You can win or lose. He's like the old fan. No, he just lost cool. a turnbuckle. Was- yeah, like, yeah, it was, it was a it was dumb way of doing like, the demon shit. So it was like, yo, we're ending that part. We're giving him this faction. And he's been on TV way better. This is the best usage of Finn probably on the main roster. It is, by far. But everybody that, you don't really get that with champions. Like, they hadn't, again, AEW had a really good Dynamite. I want to make that very clear. This was a very, very yeah. good and entertaining Dynamite. But I'm really just picking on MJF right now. Because nobody has feuded with MJF and has come out better yet. Now, granted, he's only been the champion for a short amount of time. But when he beat... When do you win it? September? Yeah. I think so. I mean, that's nine months. It's pretty fucking long. It's a long time. <laughs> but... If somebody got to come out when he beat Ricky Starks, yeah, Ricky Starks was right there and it was okay that he lost and you could have gave him some momentum. Yep. 
and they didn't. Like, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. Sam, we haven't even seen Sammy. No, Jungle Boy went into something where you're just like, yo, you're not, even, you're not even mad? Like, no. you just... No, it was like when Kofi lost the title. It was like, ah, oh, fuck it. New day. Yeah. Um, but MJF, like, when you're a heel, it's like, like John Cena couldn't do this, right? As a babyface, you're supposed to beat the heel, and you send the heel, be gone, and they never come out better. John Cena squashed everybody. But when you're a heel, you should elevate the people that you're feuding with. You should make them more interesting. Seth Rollins came out more interesting. Kevin Owens came out more. In- like, they all came out more interesting. They were hot while feuding with them. Yep. Roman was such a... That's why when I watch people, like, shit on Roman's run, I get it. Like, I get, I get the idea, like, yo, he's been a champion of fight forever. I get it. But it's a must-watch TV yeah. every time he comes on. He's not boring. He's not... It's not like, yo... He's getting go home. He we got to take the bells off. Not even close. He's continuing to sell out and break records and do it. And you look at it and you're just like, this is guy putting butts in seats. What if you take the belt off of him? Why? That's right now. There is no why yet. Like you got to let it cool down. Yeah, but MJF is in the situation where he's probably going to be Adam Cole, and Adam Cole's just going to do something else, and he he won't move up. No, Ricky Starks had that opportunity, and I I just don't understand what they do sometimes. That being said, who knows what's next for MJF after this? I mean, more people are coming back. You got to get Andrade in somewhere. You got to get I mean, you got Miro. You got other ways. I'm just saying, <laughs> like these are these are people that are top level talents to many people's accord. And I still I still say I don't know how long you can keep Malachi Black out of a title picture. Well, as long as they're the trios champions, you you can. That's the only thing protecting them because they that was are the same thing with the Bucks and Omega. Yeah, the best. But we called it then. Yeah. Like, OK, this is cute. This is fun. Got to move. Having fun with his friends. Yes. But Kenny Omega is reaching that point where it's not like he's going to the TNT title. Like he's reaching a point where he's so over. Yeah. You got to put the belt on him. And they did right by him. The Don Callis shit, the belt collected. Probably to me, the best title run so far. And that Moxley's. Moxie's has been great. It was kind of a little hot potato at a point because people kept getting hurt. Moxie had to get the title back. Yeah. So it made it feel weird. Um, but Kenny Omega's was great start to finish. And by the time it was done, it made you want Hangman to beat him. Yes. And Hangman's story and Dark Order, all that stuff, their tag team story is done perfectly. They're, they're not building anyone towards that with MJF. I, the one person that would be great for it, which he's stuck in limbo, is Wardlow. Yeah, because they put the title back on him, TNT title back on him. It hasn't heated him back up at all. No. Doesn't make him feel special, and he's the one guy that can say, "Max hasn't lost since I beat his ass." Just dominated him, squashed him. It yeah. wasn't even close. Yeah, and I haven't said anything in the past year about it. It's a year this time, July, mm-hmm. and this guy's running around like the best champ, and no one could beat him. I dominated him. Why am I not getting that shot? Yeah. I don't even know if they're holding it in their back pocket or what, but sooner or later, like we're all going, uh, yeah, we know who MJF lost to last. <laughs> so, and it wasn't even close. No. And this guy's just not saying anything. And you gotta you gotta revisit that. But other than that, um, what else we have on Blackpool Twitter? Combat Club. I mean, but they are I mean Blackpool outside of the bloodline, they're the best faction in pro wrestling. Easily. Like they are fun to watch because they just go out there and just beat the shit out of people. And while you, some people will say they're a heel faction, they just like, want to fight faction. Yep. Like <laughs> Moxley, again, 
Moxley is so valuable to this company. Everywhere he goes, and I don't think there's nothing you can do to cool him off. He's just really good at what he does and the people he surrounds himself with, the views he enters, the promos he cuts, the way he works his matches. That guy was in pur- like the more you watch him, he's like, yo, they had him in purgatory in WWE. Yeah. Like they they did not maximize Moxley like they should have. But uh, you know what? He was very good when he was champion in WWE. Yeah, but it wasn't great. He was on like both brands. He was working. He, he was great it as was, champion. It wasn't close and then to they this. fucked him up. No. If they would have let him do what he wanted to do against Brock, and him and Brock really put on like a great, it could have propelled him. But yeah, not, he can't. And the more I watch him, he could be him. Just bleed a little less. But he could be this guy over there. Yes. They just. They, they didn't see it. They turned no. him into a comedy act. They, yeah. they did a lot of things wrong, but you watch him on here. And this is clearly a guy who knows who he is, what he wants to do. And when it comes to creative, I'm sure whatever he comes up with, everybody's like, yep, that'll work. I watched a Dusty documentary on A&E like, uh, this past weekend when I was on vacation. It's good. Yeah, because uh, Jamaica has like 20 channels. So <laughs> A&E was one of them, and they constantly played WWE. And I watched that documentary, and the documentary was amazing. And, but it reminded me kind of what you just said about Moxley is when Dusty went to Vince Ugh. and he was the everyday common man. He, he, that's what he was. He was blue collar. Like yeah. there's a whole audience he tapped into and Vince and Pritchard at one point in the documentary just was like laughing about it. I was like, ain't shit funny about this, Bruce. But he was like, yeah. he just saw Dusty and he was just like polka dots. And he was just like, no, the fuck? And turned everybody into a comedy else, act. Yeah, yeah. And turned him into a comedy act. It's like, but you have something wrong. He got Foley mm-hmm. and looked at him and was just like, mask mankind it's like but he's the common man like he yeah. is hardcore he is, people relate to this guy and vince a lot of stuff vince isn't he's not relatable so we read like a story you show me an interview or something where vince didn't know how much a price the price of eggs were mm, yeah, or something a supermarket like he hasn't gone shopping he doesn't relate to common people so he can't book a common character Everything is mind is fan. He's lived in a fantasy world yes. since 1980. You have to have a character. Okay, at most I've been to the dentist. You can be a dentist. Like I've been to the barber. You can be a barber, but you can be an asshole because all me and my friends are assholes. But you just can't be the common working man. He's never been around. Those no, people. you can't. Like to that point in like the Dusty Rhodes documentary is weird because Cody Rhodes is like, no, nah, that wasn't payback. I was like Cody. Stop. At one point, Dustin came in, yeah. and then he was just like, uh, he was just like, well, if they did do it for that reason, then you know they he did. turned the crowd. <laughs> it, the, the weirdest thing that happens in that documentary is it's the Pritchard segment, where it was like, Dusty saw himself as Hulk Hogan. He was like, Dusty, did you look in the mirror? That is Vince's vision. Yep. That's why he all had, everybody had to be like six foot six and muscular. Work rate didn't matter. How they related to fans didn't matter. Nothing. If Vince didn't see you as the Hulk Hogan type, even though Dusty was super over yep. in every company that he worked for, like they showed the hard times promo in that. And I was just like, dude, this is like one of the best promos I've ever seen. This is Dusty Rhodes. And you put him in there. You didn't see any of that in him. you put him with a black woman because you were like, you want to act black. You get a yep. sapphire. And then you put him in some fucking polka dots. And then you're like, go on. There's nobody that. Cody could say what he wants but in, in public. I know in private, he was like, I had to hate my dad. That's not my dad. Yeah. 
don't know who the fuck that guy was. So when Moxley, when he was Dean Ambrose, like when he first showed up, I think we talked about it in the early portion of this podcast. Like that dude has it. Yep. Like promo guy from the shield. He was, yes, he was, I always said he was like the, uh, the Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. He was, he was manic. He was his promos. He, you couldn't take your eyes off of him. But Vince just didn't see, like, keeping him in the, in the tank top and jeans, right? Like, it was like, you only do so much with a guy in tank top and jeans. Like, Moxley could take his shirt off. Yeah. The stupid hair. And then the mask gimmick with the, everybody stinks. It was like, yo, you're not, people like him because people like crazy people. And Moxley acts like a guy who just likes to fight. Yep. That's the easiest thing to do. Just a guy who likes to fight. So relatable. Everybody got a friend who just likes to fight. Yeah, he's like, hey, man, I... What are you doing? Yeah, don't take him somewhere. No, like, what y'all doing tonight? You want to go fight? Like, no, man, I want to have a drink. And then we fight. No, no. My, like, chill out. <laughs> Play my music. Wild Thing comes out. Like, he has been fantastic. Like, Blackpool Combat Club, like, watching them operate as a unit. And then with Danielson, with, with uh, Claudio, with Wheeler. Yeah. Like, they, they're just fun to watch. Um, I know there's, like the whole spray paint crew and everything. No, but no. Um, if you just give me like Ruby riot as like the chick in Blackpool combat club, I'd be so happy because she, uh, like just kicks the shit out of people. She works stiff. She don't give a fuck. Uh, like old school, like Lovelace version of her. Yeah. In that would be very good. Yeah. They, they have, they have some things. So Don Callis is nuclear heat. Yes. With him and Takeshita. And Takeshita, Takeshita, if you remember, he was cutting these very, like, whimsical baby face promos. He grabbed the mic on the, with, with Callis. And Callis was like, you're going to listen to what we got to say. He cut the angriest Japanese promo I'd <laughs> ever heard. And I was like, fuck, man, he's angry. This was a guy that was going on Twitter, was like, I'm trying to figure out what cables to plug in my video game system. And I was like, one of the biggest heels in the company. Like, they booed the shit out of Callis. They, gotta, they have to... Run that shit to the moon. Yep. And clearly, after Double or Nothing, I don't think we've talked about it. Double or Nothing goes off the air. In the arena, Kenny Omega says, I'll be back, and I've got some friends. Kota Ibushi's coming. Yes, Kota Ibushi is not a friend. It's a fan of Takeshi. No. In all interviews. So, Kota Ibushi's coming. Yes. Maybe Forbidden Door? I don't know. But the whole point is, like, boy, you shit the bed with Double or Nothing in the build there. But this, I'm engaged. If Ibushi comes... And challenges Takeshita. That's this version. Takeshita. That's a, one hell of a match, dude. Um, dude. But Don Callis and Dom Mysterio have the most heat in pro wrestling right now. Boy, Dominic and, has been phenomenal. As a oh my god! Just crowds hate both of them. Yeah, and it's just so organic. So yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, we get the official announcement that for Collision, it's a trios match, and Jay White, Juice Robinson. Um, and Samoa Joe, which cool, take on AEW World Champions Dax and Cash and CM Punk. Yeah, this is a. Sneak. I'm surprised it's not a surprise, but ticket sales, I guess, haven't been the greatest. I mean, the hell look, this man. surprise. See what he, see what he got. It's just like, like at a certain point, you just gotta be like, you know what? Everybody knows. Yeah. Like, what? Why are we playing? Everybody knows. Announce the match. The, the one thing you're going to try to figure out coming out of this match is, oh, so is it going to be a punk? Are they going to revisit punk versus Joe? I'm all in for that. I, I know you are. <laughs> like, it's one of the best fuses ever in pro wrestling. Like, these dudes 
kid, they worked the shit out of each other in, in Ring of Honor. Samoa Joe, uh, Twisted Metal, Metal Clips came out today. Yes. It's funny because it's, it's Samoa Joe, but it's Will Arnett's voice. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird, but I know who Samoa Joe is. I know his mannerisms. I can't wait to see it. But Joe and Punk in a feud is the right thing to do because you do not have to put Punk in there with MJF immediately. There's no reason to do that. And the only thing I ask is, I don't care what happens. You have to turn Punk heel. You have to. You have too many baby faces. A ton. Turn him heel. Let the man cook as a heel. I don't, shit, have him turn on FTR. I don't care. But I, I, <laughs> I like need, FTR better as heels too, by the way. Uh, mm, I'm okay with them being baby faces. Yeah, I just like the way they wrestle as heels. Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of old brain, but that's the brain busters. Four horsemen shit. I was yep. thinking of Tully and WWF <laughs> for like a hot second and calling them the brain busters. But cutting people off with tags and all that yep. shit, they were, they're great at that. Yeah. But like Pretty Deadly is watched. All the revival oh, yeah. film. Oh, yeah. It's taking like every move. And by the way, WWE, you got to split these titles sooner or later because uh, Pretty Deadly is incredible. They're, They've been on main roster three yes, weeks. Boy. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I was like, they're the best tag team. They're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. But FT, like this match, this trio's match should be fun. The return of CM Punk could get a big ovation in Chicago. Probably open the show. They open yeah, the show I don't think they want to wait. No. The fans don't want to wait. Uh, they'll have to figure out what the main event is for Collision if that's not it. Um, but we'll, we'll, I'm very curious how they handle punk. There's, there's a lot of things that, that, um, Wardlow looks like he's reentering the feud with Christian. It's not over because they no. beat up Arn Anderson's son, which I still don't understand why Arn Anderson's with Wardlow. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And then Brock gets beat up. And for a minute I was like, who the fuck is Brock? Oh, does Arn care about his son? I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Um, I'm curious where Ricky Starks goes from here. If Jay White is in this tag match, which seems like they could go Bullet Club Gold, Jay White and Juice versus FTR and splinter them off into a tag program, I I wonder how they're going to handle it's another makeshift tag team or not a not a true AEW stable tag team yeah. that's taking up a program which bothers me, but whatever. If it depends, what I, what I'm curious to see is how Bullet Club Gold is used in Forbidden Door because there is a Bullet Club proper on the other side. And they, I don't, did you watch, did you get a chance to watch Dominion? No, I haven't They completely it. retool Bullet Club. Ooh. Okay. Like, Kurt Connors is in it. Like, they look like monsters now. Oh, shit. They look like straight up, mon- like the new retooling of El Phantasmo's out. Um, and it's funny because the so way- it's like the original Bullet Club where it was like, guy, a guy eating leader yes. and just big ass dudes. Dude, just, just, just dude. <laughs> just muscle. That, the, Dominion was built around retooling the Bullet Club. Like, Evil's like another sector of the Bullet Club. He's not even Bullet Club proper anymore. He's not main. It's like House of Evil, Terror, some stupid shit that nobody cares about. All right. like with Taiji Yusumori, who nobody cares about. Um, like But in the Bullet Club, it's just a weird yeah. thing. Like, But this version of the Bullet Club, the only complaint I have is like, David Finley is like the least intimidating person in the Bullet Club now. And he's <laughs> okay, a leader. He's a leader. But they... they I, could, that's what Devin was. I mean, but Devitt had charisma. Like, Devitt was, when you watched him wrestle, like, there was so many things there. Finley's got to build to that point. Devitt came out on another grown-ass man's shoulders. Yes, he came out on Flatley's shoulders. Because they knew Devitt was tidy, but he didn't give a fuck. He was Prince Devitt. He rode on a man's shoulder. But you still got Kenta, of course. But but if you have Bullet Club Gold and you have Bullet Club Proper at Forbidden Door, how do they interact? Because they excommunicated Jay White. Yeah. So I'm curious (laughs) how that works. And... 
I mean, fuck it. Like, go get ABC. Yep. Go get Bay and Ace Austin. They're Bullet Club. I want to see all this stuff commingles now because it's like the multiverse of Bullet Club. <laughs> I'm, I'm so it. I'm so interested in if they can do it right. And it feels like AW, New Japan, and Impact can get on the same page with this. You know what? Like, send Ace Austin and Chris Bay to work a Dynamite, or work a pay-per-view. Like, send the Bullet Club to beef with Bullet Club Gold. And they, you got to have more members of Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. It can't just be Juice fucking Robinson and Jay White. Go get me somebody else. I'm interested in what they do there. They can't AW just... AEW and Impact have worked together before with they have. Omega. They have. Like, Christian. Where, where do Bay and Austin lay in this shit? Yeah. Which side are they? Bullet Club Gold? They're going to... Like, there's a story that can be told there. Hopefully you tell it right. AEW, I feel like they're in a good place right now. Fight Forever's getting ready to come out, which looks just like fucking enhanced version of No Mercy. It's not enhanced, but yes, it looks like No Mercy, nah, which I'm very I happy mean, about. Dude, you don't care about re- graphics and wrestling, like video games, but you play Fire Pro. Yes. So you don't give a fuck about the graphics. Like, yo, how's, how does it play? Yeah, like, I mean... I, I'm at to say, how does it play? I like WWE 2K23. No, it looks great, but how I, I didn't like the one before this. No, I mean they they had to fix it, but because it played yeah poorly yeah like no no like so, this this if it if it plays like no mercy yeah I'm like, in it I'm playing the fuck out of this game Constantly. because as uh, you probably did when 64 came out and WCW versus NWO and all those games yep. came out revenge you, you just get all your friends over you plug in that fourth control and y'all just beat the shit out of each other now I ain't got to go to your house no nope. now we just, we just play online I can't wait yeah that is that is literally 64 is my favorite console. So when people are like, oh, it looks like the N64 games. Like, that's perfect. Great. Because that's, I think it's the greatest console of all time. I think everything still holds up. Everything still looks great. I play GoldenEye today. Like, just easy. My, my son is playing GoldenEye. It's, the kids are into retro games. I can't believe that. That's a whole nother, another story making me feel old. So, no, nah, that game should be dope. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Switching gears, going over to WWE. Real quick, we'll touch on NXT. I feel like they've righted the ship. Oh, they've, they've absolutely fixed this. People have a complaint. They are complaining about the usage of main roster talent in and out of NXT. I am 50-50 on Okay, so you, you understand where they're coming from. Yes, because... I think it makes sense when you have younger talent or newer talent working with a seasoned talent because NXT is still very green. Uh-huh. A lot of that talent is green. So when you bring in a Baron Corbin, who is not the greatest wrestler, but he's safe and he's, he's pretty simple and he can call a match. I liked him and Trick's match. It was good. It him was, and Trick has a really good, good match. But see, Trick can't have that match with the people on that roster. Nope. He needs somebody to call that match in the ring. And that's what Corbin did. So much so, you could see it happening. Yeah. They're like on the outside and like there's an elbow uh, collar tie-up. And you can see like Corbin's like telling him what to do because yep. Trick got lost for a minute. You could see it happen. But Trick has to have somebody like that yeah. to work with. That makes all the sense in the world to me. Dana Brooke, on the other hand, get her the fuck out of here. Dana Brooke People say what they want, but she's a seasoned veteran. She's not good. She's not a good wrestler. She's more veteran than the people That's there. That's fine, but I don't care. <laughs> they, they, like she doesn't, and they're just rotating them in and out. So it's not like they're staying forever anymore. Like Apollo is there forever. It's yeah. not like that. Like you're rotating them in and out. I'm okay with that. I just, I think I still think the free agency thing is stupid. Like Von Wagner being a free agent is stupid. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. No, because they don't know where to put them. And some call-ups have found their way quickly. Even like uh, the Carter chick, like the tag team match. Oh, yeah. And all. That was a great tag team match. Kate, yeah. Kane and Carter and whatever, Ricochet's ex. Uh, <laughs> like, they had a great tag team match. Like, yeah. some talent is finding their way. Um, and Trish Stratus, like, having Zoe Stark, like, that works. Like, yeah. t- pretty deadly. Like, there's talent figuring it out as they go along. So I, I don't mind that talent. Yes, everyone. Will everyone s- swim? No, some people sink. No, yeah. Probably. But Odyssey Jones is not going to do much. No, problem. not much of anything. Like, um, But in Dashir, looks pretty damn good. You know what? Veer looks good. Yeah, Veer looks good. They, it's one of those things that we're watching right now. It's like these squash matches are cool. Yeah. What is the program? Yeah, they, they got to figure it out soon, but I don't mind the introduction of them. Yeah. But the people going down, yeah, they they have to make Mustafa Ali. Mustafa's fine because you know he can have bangers. Yep. And that's a good program. That's like a cool, like you're putting him in position. Like that North American title match against Wesley is going to be insane. Yeah. Like there has to be like where it's kind of like. They'll probably end up with a great American bass. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, if they those two go at it, like that's smart. I don't get the complaints because it's like people just started watching NXT in 2018. 2019 because before Finn gets there before Joe gets there before Kevin gets there this is what NXT was it was a ton of green people 
And it was the people who were almost ready, not having people to work for these major takeover programs. So we had Cesaro go down and work Sami yeah, Zayn. I mean, that was like the first take. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But this is what it was. Like, that was a banger. Yeah. Um, Charlotte, she worked Natalia, I believe, for that first title match. Yes. Good match. But everyone, Becky wasn't ready yet. Sasha no. wasn't ready yet. But then they had their bangers when it, when it came along. Um, we, we saw that talent being moved up and down to help these people. Tyler Breeze went up for a point, came back down for a little while. Well, that was a fuck up. Yeah. That was Vince like, call him up. And it's like, send him down. No, but he, <laughs> he came back down for a quick second. Um, Breeze angle, yeah. Yeah, and with Breeze angle. But even before then, I forgot who worked Neville. It was Neville versus someone from the main roster. It might have been Ziggler or something. No, it was Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd. Boom. Tyson Kidd, Neville. So you, you Neville was ready. Yeah. But he's still champion, so he's not ready for his call-up. So you send someone down to get the match and the program you need out of him. Yeah. That's what NXT was. And like when Vince fucking scrapped it to the dead heap, trips, and <laughs> now it looks like HBK is like, yo, it's like, all right, Hunter, how do you want to do this? And he's like, all right, Sean, like when I first got in this motherfucker, like I was in the same predicament. Right. Where I had some people with indie talent and some people who didn't have indie talent, but they were ready. And I had no one from them to feud with. So we had to take these extra bodies on the main roster and bring them down and have these great feuds. So when people complain about that now, I'm like, yo, this, I remember these days in NXT. Yeah, I, and this was, if this is happening now, I feel great because that 2014 NXT, Seth Rollins, everybody else, like those guys, like 2014, 2015 NXT, where they had to do this a lot. Cool. Because that led to 2017, 2018. Well, it became the super indies after that. Like, yeah. That was the super indies. But they let the people grow. You get Enzo and Cass who weren't from super indies. Yeah. You you get everyone when you bring it in. Dragon Lee, one super indie guy. But the people around are growing at the same rate. So you can put them in together. I thought Waller could have chilled for a second. Yeah, I think that Waller's going to get lost in the sauce on yeah, SmackDown. And, and I like the character. He's just, he's not an indie guy. Like, he could have used some more seasoning. Um, but I said the same thing about Corbin when he got called in and this motherfucker has been going strong ever since. I didn't yeah, think the big bad wolf was going to stick. It didn't. And the, I see there's a, okay. So I still hate Dana Brooke being said, I, <laughs> okay. she's just, but she's not low hanging fruit in the woman. Like you, you got to take someone saying, from the bottom. You got to take a Leah. They are, there are talent that are currently in NXT that are better workers than Dana Brooke. Like right now. Shotzi could have came down for a quick second. Shotzi, somebody's, Better that yeah, you bring for her a down. Program against Stratton, Shotzi Stratton would have gave you a good program. You give me Shotzi, you give me Zyla, you give me anybody but Dana Zyla, Brooke. Yep. Dana Brooke is terrible. <laughs> she's bad. Or not she, a fan of it. I'm not. She's not. She's not good. Like the her style isn't like she's always had a great look to her, a Vince look. Yeah. And they elevated her and they tried to make her important. She was just never important. She's like, been there like eight years. At least Natty, you know you'll get a good match out of her. You know she's a ring general. You know what you get out of Dana. Ain't nobody's ring general. She, she doesn't look special. She's never stood out. Her work sucks. I would rather the names that we mentioned send them down to work NXT because they ain't doing shit. No. And they're and talented. Just get them on TV a little bit. Get people remember their name moving yeah. back up. Mustafa Ali. Great. We know the North American title is going to be a banger because Wesley has been delivering every fucking match. Every single time. That is Desmond Xavier. I call him Wesley because <laughs> that's, that's Desmond Xavier. It's, it's going to be Wesley versus Dragon Lee in a second. But the North American title has been handled fantastic. Mustafa Ali will only add to that. 
Corbin, I'm 50-50 on. Here's why. One, style-wise with Carmelo is a weird clashing of styles, right? I don't, I don't agree. I think Corbin works best with small people. But what's a, what's a great Corbin match? I, I can't Thank think you. one. I, I know he had a decent one against Ricochet but my because po- he was a small guy and Ricochet sold everything. My point is Mustafa Ali is going to give you a banger. Yeah. Like one of those matches that you can be like, oh, we can give this a five stars. Like that's what he's there for. Corbin ain't there to do that. No. And Carmelo's a very, very good, talented worker. I would rather them find somebody that can match his style. Because it, it, it gave him Ziggler. Oh, no, they gave. They gave Braun Ziggler. Braun Ziggler. And we'll get to Braun in a second. This is weird. But Carmelo versus Corbin, I think it'll be fine, right? I think Corbin's good, but I don't think Mel- it won't elevate Melo. I need, I want to see somebody that we get a certified banger out of. Elevate him as a babyface. St- Carmelo's a weird babyface, but whatever. The other issue that I have with Corbin is he still comes out of that goofy ass happy slot machine music. Yeah, we need to go back to the. Please give me back the lone wolf just for this. Yeah, just no permanently. And please, we're done with happy Corbin. Permanently. He's, by the way, Baron Corbin, everyone. Baron Corbin is a baby face. And you will not tell me any differently. This man as a chef is incredible. If you don't follow him on IG or something, he makes the best barbecue out there. I've ordered steaks because I've seen him cook it and like the delivery service. And I followed them. I've ordered steaks. And specific meat from like this company. The guy's a baby face. He's one day they're gonna give him an Emerald Lagasse gimmick, and I'm gonna pop. So Baron Corbin is always a baby face to me. But as a heel, the other thing he really loves is like rock music. Yeah. And like he's really, really knowledgeable about music in general, but like rock music as well. Like let the man pick his own goddamn theme song. Yeah, let him song. do it. I, he, at this point, he knows enough people in bands, he knows enough rockers in life. Where he can go say, I want this band, this band will hook it up for me. Let's do it. And he'd probably end up with a theme song as dope as Cody's, as dope as Seth. Like, if you just let him do it himself, he, he could have like a banger, like a Batista style theme song. That's half the battle. I mean, let, let's keep it a book. His old theme and his old walkout where he had the spotlight oh, was great. Great. It could have, it's like he, he just lost, lost his hair. He lost his hair and they were like, let's figure something out. <laughs> can't else be a wolf out. anymore. No moon. But Corbin's motivation should be pretty obvious, and they haven't really played to this yet. I never won the NXT never title. Never won it. Like, I never got a chance to win this thing. And I was on this, remember, he was on a crazy undefeated streak. Yep. So I want them to revisit that character for this feud. Then I'll be fine with it. The character as is, it don't work for this particular food. When, whenever he comes out here, the ding, 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 I'm like, this is so dumb. Because he, he was poor Corbin and rich Corbin. All that shit is over with. Yep. Fix the character. So I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50. I get why people are pissed off. But when I see Mustafa Ali, it's like, that makes sense. Why are you pissed off with Braun Breaker? Why is he challenging Seth Rollins? It's a very good question. And what got is got people talking. But we're talking about what? Because Seth just got this title. It's a heat check. Can is you, it? Can you and this character work up here? You're not going to be permanent. We want to see if the crowd reacts to you. We want to see if you can work with one of our best workers. Let's see what you got, kid. And then you'll go back down and then we'll we'll plan your ascent. They've Kevin Owens passed his heat check with flying colors against Cena. Well, Cena put him over too. Sure. Seth ain't putting over no goddamn Braun Breaker. Cena didn't put over Sami Zayn, passed his heat check, flying colors. Yeah, but Sammy was a babyface. Sure. Tore everything. But you saw like the crowd response. Yeah. 
I think they're just looking for the response. I think this is bad. I think it's going to fall flat. I, but I don't think this is good. Here's the other reason why it's not good. Seth just got this title. Yeah. And if they don't change the fucking highlighter colors on Braun Breaker, he is a babe. He is a heel now wearing all black. You got a high highlighter jumbotron. Dude, we gotta we have to give him the Scott Sky. We have to give him his chain uncles. Metal? Yes. <laughs> he needs chain metal. I'm serious. Like <laughs> him in the all black, I understand it because the color is dog collar. Yeah, but he, I need him to be a mix of his dad and his uncle. I need him to have the chain mail with the dog collar. Like that works. The problem is, why you? Seth just got this title. And we know he ain't losing this shit no time soon. No. This works if Braun was a baby face and lost and people are like, oh, darn, right? Not ready yet, kid. You will be one day and you carry that chip on your shoulder. You go back to NXT. That is a heel. This shit don't work. The other thing is Seth is going to have a good match with him. But boy, if Braun, Braun has brain farts in the ring. Can't do that with Seth. That Seth, spear looks incredible. Yeah, but And Seth won't make you look bad. You'll just look bad on your own. I don't understand the logic of putting these two together now especially after you just lost the fucking title, right? That is illogical to me. And if it's a heat check, people are going to look and be like, eh. he ain't ready. Because we just did this last, last year we did this. We, he, after WrestleMania, Braun was on Raw yeah. working Ziggler. And the fans were like, eh. Yeah. Like, I need some time with this heel character. And meanwhile, he's like beating up Dragunov, which I think is a great feud for him. Yes. Do that. Leave the Seth Rollins shit alone. I don't know why they did it. I thought it was, it's weird and it doesn't help Braun. I think they believe in Braun a lot, but the fans aren't quite there yet. No, they haven't found that like attachment that's going to make it click. Braun might need like a stable, like with this heel character. Maybe. Like Braun would look a lot better if he had a heel Creed brothers with him. Yeah. Yeah. If it's Braun, Heel Creed Brothers, and they're just three big-ass, bad-ass dudes, and then you want to test the main roster? Because that music hits, and Jumbotron, different, please. But you give them a name, and they come out, and those three come out, and it's two Greco-Roman-like yeah. style wrestlers, just like his dad and uncle were. Yeah. These are next blue-chip wrestlers, just like the Steiner bros. Led by a Steiner, I don't care, a breaker, looking like that, and he looks big. That's a stable where he goes to Raw against Seth, win or lose. He could get DQ'd against Seth because of them. And you show up and be like, they're somebody. Yeah, no, that's he's somebody. That is a that's like the best fantasy booking you've ever done. <laughs> uh, because I was due. The Creed, eight years or the Creed brothers, they're just they're ready now. Yes. Like and I understand not just calling them up now because you don't have like a place for them right this second. Because the moment you call them up, they got to be in the mix. Yeah. Because you blew with American Alpha. American Alpha was like super over. And they got called up and they got 50-50 booked. And then Jason Joy got hurt and it was over. Those two, like watching them work, if you put them with Braun, because Braun's not as talented as those two. No. It reminds me kind of of the greatest tag team in Kurt Angle. Shelton Benjamin, Charlie House, and Kurt Angle. Because Shelton and Charlie could rust their fucking asses off. And Kurt was great. And we already know Kurt was great. Yeah. Like, Kurt is like head and shoulders. He's still one of the best in-ring wrestlers we've ever seen. He just had a very short window. Then he became Perk Angle and became yeah. a fucking maniac. But Braun in that Kurt Angle role with the Creed brothers in that greatest tag team role, 
from NXT and they come up and just it's like it's like the shield when the shield came up and you it's a lighter version of the shield because Bray was great but Bray coming up with the Wyatt family and having that muscle because he still didn't look impotent like he had a flower shirt on but you give him the two big ass dudes that make him seem threatening Brody was just crazy and they can go and Brody could go and it gave them a reason to be like, yo, that's legit. I understand. I fear this guy. And it allowed Bray to grow into the character, but always, he never dipped because they can always wrestle for him and the matches were there and it lent that credibility. Same thing with the Shield. It allowed them to find their footing. That'll allow Braun to find, it, find his footing, even if you think he's Roman Reigns. Because Roman was always in the Shield, but they protected him. Those two can go and he grew into the time. These two will protect Braun as he grows into it. Yeah, those Cree brothers. Are, God, every time I watch him wrestling, Julius does some shit, and I'm like, bruh. That, he's, that he's, pairing, it's just me. It's right there. His brother's name is Brutus. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, these guys are nuts. Yeah. They're the closest you're going to get to the Steiner bros yeah. since American Alpha. Yeah, and you, if you, and, you cut them loose as heels with Braun, they, they run roughshod over a lot of people. But that's the kind of facts in that you say, we don't really need you to do shit in NXT. Just go to the main roster and fuck some shit. That's it. Yep. Like we don't don't even spin your wheels here because you'll already be dominant. Yep. Go there and be dominant because it makes a lot more noise and it helps Braun and it helps Cree Brothers. It's perfect booking. It's the best fantasy booking you've done in how many years we've done this podcast? It's, we're in eight eight and some change now. Yep. Eight so years. we're we're doing well. It's because I took a vacation. Took a vacation. Came back clear headed. Took, took a week off. Went to Jamaica. Got my head right. Now we're back. Like, I'm gonna think before I <laughs> making sense of stuff. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com WWE main roster before we get out of here then. Dude, let's just start with the bloodline. Oh my God. They've done it again. Yo, Roman embraces him and says, no. no. <laughs> Listen, I'm watching SmackDown and I'm, it's, it's the more I watch it in the mornings. I got my cup of coffee and I'm going to spit out my coffee. Because <laughs> this, if you watch the best thing about the bloodline, the best thing about this is the most understated thing that continues to happen. It's Paul Heyman. Watch him in every promo. Watch him with Jay. Watch him with Jimmy. Watch him in the background. Watch how he reacts to shit. Watch how he looks at Solo. It's the best performance that you'll see that he ain't saying shit half the time. Like when Paul talks, we all listen. But if you watch how he reacts to things, oh, 
It's like the best. I spent like a, a week like going back through old bloodline shit and just watching him like when Jay would say something that it didn't sit right. And you can tell he's snitching on him. Yeah. He dry snitching <laughs> on everybody. Looks like. Yeah, it looks like he's snitching on but everybody. But he's always like, I'm going to let you hang yourself. That's how he functions. This feud has this, this growing feud and then solo. And Spike and his brother. Dude, the way that this has been framed is it's like, yeah, those are my brothers, but I was sent here to protect the tribal chief. Yeah. Now, eventually, we all expect Solo to get sick of this at some point. But right now, his job is a mercenary to protect the tribal chief. Fuck my brothers. Right? You guys are making bad decisions. Yep. Everything about this segment, now Jimmy's like, I want to contend for the best supporting actor Oscar too. <laughs> Jimmy, Jay, Solo, Roman, it's great. Now, I've heard people complain, well, you haven't built anybody to feud with Roman. Yes, you are. It's Jay. And if it's self-contained, I don't care. Nope. It's the best thing on television. It is like, by far, the best thing on television. You don't need anyone to feud with Roman because now, one, you have a whole different belt. Two, on SmackDown, that United States title has to become more prominent. Yeah, Theory's got to do more. Theory has to do more with it. You got to give Theory... Now it's like, okay, let's see. Let's see you carry this because we saw Gunther carry this. We understand it's possible. Theory, you had money in the bank. That was wrong. Everything. But now you have your chance to carry a show. We tweet like you are the champion on this show. Show us because we got other people who could. And we can always panic book and throw someone in there and give the belt to like if Lashley was champion right now, you would feel like Lashley is champion. So theory, this is your chance. Carry the show and we'll see if he can do it. But the, it, Roman Roman has a challenger. He's going to have a challenger. Cody Rhodes is Roman's challenger. It's coming back. Hopefully. It's coming back round because he hasn't cooled off at all. No. Zero. There's other people who may, you know, jump in and out of the bloodline feud with Roman or just go through the whole bloodline. <laughs> so you can go Jimmy for a quick second this summer, then Jay, and then possibly Solo. And then you get to Survivor Series and he wrestles the other champion. We figure that out. Seth ain't losing that title. Uh, You know my fantasy booking. So maybe the timeline might not equate. But Seth, at a point, is going to lose that belt to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to fight for that belt at Royal Rome. Oh, excuse me, at WrestleMania. And I think Sami Zayn, as hot as he was last year, they're not cooling him off. I think the story is going to be him and Kevin's story. And I think Kevin is going to have that belt from Seth. By the time we get to Royal Rumble and Sami Zayn is going to win the Royal Rumble, still be as hot as ever. And it's going to be him versus Kevin after Kevin eventually turns on him. That is going to be the Royal Rumble story for next year. And Sami Zayn is going to get his WrestleMania moment. He's going to get it against his best friend. Yeah, I don't know. I, the reason why I Seth will carry the belt until all summer. Like he's, he's going to carry the belt for a while. Wait, the reason I don't know about it, I feel like that... Kevin turning on Sammy is like the most obvious. Peter Griffin and a chicken. Why are you ruining it? Like, if it works, it works. I know. But does it need a title? I think it needs that title because you, you saw Sammy's journey of, and it was very poignant. He's like, listen, they can give me the belt, but I'm not the face of the company. This belt isn't about being the face of the company. This, this is the belt now that was that SmackDown belt then. 
This is the belt they gave Guerrero. This is the belt a guy like you must not be named. Hell, they gave this belt to Rey Mysterio in these stories. This is the belt they can give Sammy to finish his story. I think that's how we get there. And, Wait, when do and, we turn Kevin heel then? Because Kevin to beat Seth has to be a heel. No, he has to be a heel. He has to turn on Sammy SummerSlam after? Around there? Somehow know. SummerSlam, that match can't go well for the tag team of Kevin Owens. It's too soon to break him Sammy up. Sammy Zane. Nah, SummerSlam's way too soon. I just say you just plant some seeds. Yeah. So if they lose the belt around Survivor Series, because Seth Rollins versus Seth Rollins not losing to the Tribal Chief, Seth versus Roman at Survivor Series, champion versus champion, is a pretty damn good title match and story if you get there. Yeah. So around Survivor Series should be the fall off of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Well, okay. Stick with your fantasy book, and this one's not as good as your Creed. I'm just, yeah, I'm just. However. I thought this weeks ago. I will say that Seth Rollins is dropping the title of Survivor Series. Okay. You don't think it's champion champion? No, no, no. The Money in the Bank winner is going to cash in. Oh, okay. Because no matter what happens, Seth is going to be decimated at Survivor (laughs) Series against Roman. Yeah, that's a good time to cash in. And if you have the briefcase, what better time to cash in when he's going to be as most vulnerable as when he's wrestling the most dominant champion in the company? And I also like the intrigue of not knowing who you're cashing in on. Yes. Because if it's champion versus champion, you pick one, you pick one and people will be like, oh my God, is this person cashing in on Roman? But this is also how you protect Seth. Yeah. Because Seth versus Roman, like Roman still wouldn't beat Seth technically then. Exactly. You could, you could pocket that one. Yeah. But more importantly, you don't want to weaken your other champion. No. Especially not with a new title you just created. Yeah. You want to protect him. But you don't want to go for a DQ finish either because we've done this before. Yeah. But if you cash in and have the title change hands, Roman technically didn't beat Seth. The title still has the prestige because yeah. Roman didn't beat the champion. The new person won and just leaves. That's it. Yeah, like, just bounce. Yo, and who, so money in the bank is very Who's important. Who's qualified so far? Uh, Nakamura, right? Yes. I know Shinsuke's in there. Ricochet's in there. They're not winning. Um, let me pull this up in a different <laughs> tab. You said, why do you just shit on Ricochet like this that? He's not winning. Come what on, bro. He's you? not winning. You know he's not. You know, they said there's a Everyone ladder in it. Everyone has a chance. They, no, they don't. <laughs> there's a ladder in it. There's Ricochet. Ricochet, Shinsuke, LA Knight. LA Knight could win. And to be determined. LA Knight could absolutely win Money in the Bank. Yeah, three more. LA Knight should win Money in the Bank. It depends on who else is in it. But, but that guy's hot, dude. Yeah, him carrying the briefcase, dude, cutting promos, dude. He'll be a nightmare in a good way. Yeah. So three more people to qualify there. Women so far: Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark. Becky and Zoe are just gonna. Yeah, I don't think Becky. Carry all Becky's feet. not going to win this. No, it's gonna. It's gonna be. I don't know if they'll do somebody new. You know who should win it after last week. You know who should win. It. Who? Eel Sky should win this. Well, yes. She should, she should be the one to challenge Oscar. I keep saying this. Yeah. Like, it's right in front of you. Just do it. Well, they just had it on Grayson Waller's show. Yeah, like, yeah, Again. both of them yelling at each other. Yes, and that was phenomenal because I watched it with subtitles because people break it down and translate it, and it was a great promo between the two. And that's so fun, like, finding, like, it, they should actually subtitle it, like, in real time, but they'd have to script the promo. And it'd be great, though. 
But Grayson Waller completely overshadowed on his own talk show. Uh, he's <laughs> just this, Grayson Waller call up has been a mistake. It's been thus rough. far, and and I know they probably want to go into something with AJ Styles. But even if he goes over on AJ Styles, who cares? Yeah, right. Like he's going to end up being a punching bag, like the Miz is right now. The Miz, yeah. all he does is lose. But the Miz is a made man. Yeah, he's good. Grayson needs something. But yeah, that's how you get there. Uh, what else has happened? Uh, Gunther continues to run rough shot over it. him and Kevin Owens had a fantastic match. Yes. Which one of the best raw matches? Yeah, it was it was time. really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And I I'm gonna keep saying like that's if you're not go if Cody gets hurt for any reason and you go to Gunther and Roman, I'm good. Yeah, that's the man that beats Roman. Print him. Like that's that. Every time you watch him, you're like this. Like how do you beat this guy? That little shotgun drop kick he does. No matter <laughs> how big you are, you're flying across the ring. Uh, randomly, what happened to Braun Strowman? He just disappeared. No, uh, I think Fightful or Braun came out today and said um, he has, like, minor paralysis in one of his legs. Oh, that sucks. So he's battling, like, the injury, like, trying to go to, like, nerve doctors. Damn. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Okay. Well, that's yeah, what yeah, so it's so injury. Because um, I was thinking, like, going through kicks Braun, and Braun, is, is it, Braun just flies around. But Alexa Bliss is pregnant now. Everybody yes. says, her and Carmella was like, oh, bye. Yep. <laughs> Take these checks. I'm going to go home have this It was shit. funny, the, the, like, meme going around was like, Whoever works Oscar gets pregnant. And then you just see it. It goes all the way around. It shows all both of them, everyone else. Uh, like Lacey Evans was before them. She got pregnant. And then Bianca Belair was like, that's how she's trying to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> and she tags Montez Ford. That's <laughs> like, hilarious. Like we found out why Oscar's trying to get rid of me. That, that is actually very, very damn funny. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I'm trying to remember what I was going to say because I was thinking about... Those are the qualifiers. Indershear beat down Cedric and Shelton, who... I don't know what they're doing. I mean, at this point, if the Hurt Business don't come back, that's just rough. And then Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, and the, the breakup. Match. Yeah. sees the breakup of the Judgment Day. It's a very strange thing right now because I feel like as great as Dominic has been and Rhea's the champ, Rhea's outgrown Judgment Day. She hasn't outgrown Dominic. No. Priest has outgrown Judgment Day. He can go on his own. It Bad Bunny match kind of made him what he is. Like, he's fine. But it still feels premature to break this stable up. Right? Like, I still... How long should stables go? I mean, sometimes, until you do something big. Right? Yeah. Balor's clearly going to end up challenging Seth Rollins. And we're going to get probably a SummerSlam. Yeah. Hopefully they heat, no, heat up. money in the bank. Oh, uh, yeah. Then shit. Ballard might be the baby face in London. Um, maybe. Maybe. But, but, I mean, being in London, having Finn being so close, that's a logical matchup to have him in the title fight. They, yeah, they could. They they probably will do that. Yeah. You're right. But I, I, I get a little worried about Priest being on his own right now. Because as good as he is, and I yeah. think he's incredibly talented, by himself, I don't know where they put him. You can excommunicate him. Yeah, but where you put him? Balor, that is. And Priest becomes the new de facto leader. You don't have to end the stable. You can just say it's time for Priest to elevate Uh, and get rid of Finn and then bring someone else in. You have to have four. You have to offset me and Dominic. You have to bring someone else in. Yeah, but then it won't be the same. It's never this. But you can, you can, that's what leaders do. Isn't that the Bullet Club model? Like you. You don't leave the Bullet Club not well. The, Bullet Club. the problem is Judgment Day don't win. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I'm just saying, Priest can take over the group and the group can continue and Finn just be. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I'd like to see Judgment Day accomplish more before they break up. I like them to because they lose everything that they're in. Yeah. Outside of Rhea, they just lose. They challenge shit and lose every time. Challenge shit and lose. I want them to do something. Um, I think Priest just has to take that next step in character. And if he's going with like the, you know, like vampire new metal or vampire metal guy, like he he has to take that next step as a badass and, and show like, yeah, he should be the guy and then start winning and then he can run the faction. Yeah. Rhea did the same. Rhea took that step, started winning and you look back and like, no, she's it's the best Rhea we have. Yeah, but I mean, Rhea didn't even need Judgment Day for that. No, she was she was not this before Judgment Day. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like, there was always, you always looked at Rhea was like, duh. She's going to. Yeah. yeah. Priest needed this. Yeah. It helped him out a lot. Balor was kind of flailing until he jumped back in this and then he's still not the Balor that he once was. No. Like, he was Jamiroquai for a minute. It was weird. It was like this weird thing with Balor. Like, if Balor's going to work Rollins and he's going to lose, you got to do something to make him better because he's a very talented wrestler. Yeah. The problem is, nobody's beating Gunther on that roster right now. No. So you could put any of them in there, and all he's going to do is they're just going to get beat up. It'll be fun to watch. But at Gunther ain't losing until September because he's breaking honky tonk record. Oh, it's like September 8th or something. Gunther ain't losing that. I don't know when he's losing. Uh, to me, he could drop it and go for the main title. <laughs> well, no, champ, he, champ. I think he wins the main title, and he's like, eh, "Yeah, you guys can have this one." Like, I don't need them both. Yep. Have a tournament, figure this shit out. I'm too good. Like, he's the he's their guy. But uh, yeah, Judgment Day. I don't, I, they're planting the seeds of a breakup, and I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. If Seth goes to Mania for any reason, that's still champ. It's him, Gunther. God damn. Yeah. Then if if you're not doing the Kevin Owens breakup with Sammy and everything, Fuck. and uh, like you said, does it need a belt? Maybe not. Like maybe you can just play no, that without a belt. Um, if you want to play that without a belt for any reason, that's fine. Then Gunther's winning Royal Rumble because he got one spot away last year and he's not coming up short again. And it's him and Seth at Mania and it's go time. There's- and there's... If if Gunther were to win the Royal Rumble, there's no way in hell he's challenging Seth. He's going after Roman. Logically speaking, you'd be like, you're the most dominant champion, and so am I. I just thought he's on Raw, so like you got to go. You right, got you to go to the other bra- like. Just logically speaking, yeah. you know, pro wrestling sometimes just like, the there's no logic. But if Gunther's like I'm the most dominant champion, I would challenge the most dominant champion, and the stare down between him and Roman would be epic. Yeah, but we got to get there first. But WWE's, I think they're on good footing. Uh. Tag division, I mean, obviously they're going to do this Imperium with Owens and Zayn. Yep. The, the Asuka and Eos Sky at some point. I don't know who Rhea's going to do. I'm, I'm looking at this roster, I'm like, mm, who? She's working men mostly. Right? <laughs> She's just slamming the shit out of guys. Dudes. Yeah, like I don't, there's no one there yet for her. Like Becky and Lacey Evans, I mean Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans was on SmackDown. She was. New gimmick. Again, she's had like 37 gimmicks yeah. and none of them have she played. Has, nah, she has, uh, I guess like, a, it's not quite like a real, I guess it is a real like army gimmick, right? It sucks. Army, it's like a Marine gimmick. Nobody likes it. Every time we see her and then she cuts a promo, it's like, she gets a new accent. She gets a new purpose in life. Got the Cobra clutch. I don't, why is she still on the roster? I really liked like the Southern to Bell NXT. gimmick before, send, and then I yeah. don't know why they ended that. I and know, then, but send her back to NXT <laughs> instead of Danny Brooke. 
It's over for her. Put, put Dana Burke in purgatory. Send Lacey Evans with the Southern Bell gimmick. Yeah, and she's not a great worker either. She's not. She needs the work. Like they, they brought her up way too fast. Yes. But it's, I don't know who on Raw. Type. I don't even know when they're going to do this title swap. Or, is it, Are Asha, they doing a title I don't know. Asha's still carrying around a red title on a blue brand. Like, change the name. Do something. do something. Like, we gave. What do you think about the new Universal Championship? Oh, I think it looks great. Like, it looks like the other one, but I like the gold plate in the back. I do. I just think it's funny because yeah. I hated the blue title. It, like, that show is ridiculous. They never split up the titles. They just were like, you know what? Fuck it. I told Margin. you. Yeah. But I said, I told you, I was like, you can't have him lose one. He has to have them both. And he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to turn this big gold title. And I think it'll look badass for when you're handing it out to teams. Yeah. And uh, I'm not following the game currently. We were recording during the Golden Knights game. Um, if the Golden Knights, for some reason, win. For some and reason. You give them. Being the fuck out of Florida. Dude. Yeah. If you give them the big ass gold belt, they, if they're the first team and they got to beat the Heat or the Nuggets to it. Would you give them that gold belt with the Golden Knights colors? Oh, you're printing one. Yeah. Triple H, the truth with the point. With the point? Yeah. Title and the point. Yeah. It looks but I, it looks more, especially when you hand it to teams, not that the black belt looked bad, but with the gold plate on it, it, it looks, looks like a trophy. Yeah. It looks good. So when you give it to teams, it looks like a legit trophy. So yeah, you give them that belt. You don't give them Seth's belt. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> you that, give that, them, you give them the big gold belt. Yeah. And you, you know, they got rid of the red and blue belts. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what they're doing with these tag titles. They got to merge those next. And they got to go back to like some. They're never going back to like the super old joint. But I need that that like square kind of plate design. Yeah, I never liked this double nickel, like round plate. Stupid shit. I don't know. They got to figure something. Those are the next to merge, I think. Because yeah. the president of champions, which should have always been, tag champions can float, is a great president to set. Yes. So keep that going. Just merge the belts. Yeah, please don't introduce no SmackDown titles. Please don't like no. merge these two and then give us more dude. No, no, just keep that. Yeah. Whoever, one title. whoever the tag champions can move around the show to yep. show. Because you ain't got enough tag teams. No. Like, and it gives you cool storylines yeah. on both. You can work all the tag teams, whoever's hot. Yeah, yeah. Definitely just merge the titles. So that's probably and I guess you can't like announce every new title belt on one show. So you got to like do the title swap with the women or change the titles or something. Yeah. I don't, the title swap was the worst thing I ever saw. I think they need to ditch specific colors. They do. Like for brands. Just call them different things. Yes. And not brand specific. No. Just be world heavy, like women's champion and women's, well, I don't fucking yeah, know. Universal. Something. Yeah, Anything. Like, you can Just, be a women's universal champion. I don't champ. need a Raw and SmackDown okay. champion. No. Nope. It's stupid. So it's, I think that's where we're going next. And yeah, but we'll see. They're they're both building to you know good pay per views. WWE and AEW. That is, I like the build in both shows. New Japan is is doing right. They announced G One. Yeah, the Dominion I'm, show. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for G One. I'm gonna go back watch Dominion. Everything is flowing. Knock on wood. This is how I want my wrestling. Yeah, I'll say one thing about Dominion and G One. I guess we're finding out why Eddie Kingston is not on AEW television. This man is now working G1. Like, this man is living out his dreams, which means when he comes back from G1, I don't care what he does. You need, like, in G1, I don't care if he goes 50-50. He ain't winning the thing. We know that. No. He's just doing it to cross another thing off his bucket list. Put him in there with MJF. Please. Heat him back up. Because he was white hot, and then you cooled him off, and now he's just living his best life. 
put him in there. If he's like, he's a guy who could do okay in G1 and then do the Adam Cole and just appear and fans would be like, oh shit. Losing their shit. Because you know, if there's anybody who can match MJF and talking, because it won't be like wit versus wit, it'll be like, I'm trying to be clever. Like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Like, that's how Eddie Kingston cuts Whit a promo. Wit versus grit. Yeah, it's like Eddie Kingston cuts a promo like, no, I'm not trying to hear any of your clever shit. I'm just going to fuck you up. And fans will be like, that's what I want. Gives you the flare dusty feel. Yes. Where it's just like, yeah, you're shiny. You got the money. You got care. the ring. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I got my little belly. Yeah, I'm yeah, still going to beat your I'm, ass. I'm here, to, I'm here to whoop ass. Yep. So, no, can't wait to see how it all builds right now. Feels great to have great pro wrestling going into the summer. We appreciate you all. I'm glad to be back from vacation. Make sure you guys follow us on all platforms. Myself, Dol Matt, Andreas Hell on social media. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Thank you, guys. Till next week, we have a full slate of shows next week as well. We appreciate you. We're out. Peace. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.